Well, now, have you ever thought about giving up your car, um, saving the ongoing costs and using public transport, a bike, rideshare, taxis, you know, whatever, instead, and walking more perhaps? A friend of mine's moving to Melbourne and that's just what he's going to do. He and his partner are selling their two cars and plan on living car-free. If they want to go on a driving holiday or they need a car to do something, they'll just hire one for the times that they need it. Now, I appreciate for things like tradies and stuff, it's probably not a possibility. Well, it's not a possibility. But if you just use a car to commute to and fro, would you consider about it? Because the average cost of running a car has been put at around $350, $360 a week. But 90, 90%, 95% of the time, a car just sits there in its parking spot. You know, you drive somewhere, you park it, you leave it. In the eastern states, researchers are doing an experiment encouraging people to ditch the car for a month and see how they go. Benjamin Carr is a transport expert in the e-bike business and part of this experiment. Hi, Benjamin. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. Is giving up a car in car-loving Australia really a viable option? I think that it's key in what you just described is giving up a car. Um, so lots of Australian households um, have two cars. Um, so really having a think about, is it really necessary to have that second car that you know, may be sitting around costing you a lot of money or is there other ways for you to you know, get to school or get to the grocery store? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, if you live close to public transport, it's easier. Or if you live close to shops where you can walk. But a lot of, particularly in Perth, we have, you know, large sprawling suburbs that don't have infrastructure nearby. So what? how would they make it work financially? Yeah, so that's where um, this challenge is really, or this, this project coming into play, is to really see what it is like. Um, and not just for city dwellers. So we're looking at people who are, you know, out in the suburbs and, having a look at what options they have. And a lot of people don't actually know what other options they have because they get in the habit of using their car. But um, there is, you know, and Perth is, is still developing its its um, metro net system, but there are plenty of cities that have good bus networks, public transport options, or a lot of people have a bike sitting in the garage, or they might be able to access shared uh, transport options like Uber or bike share. Now, this experiment that's being done, unfortunately, it's, Perth is not a part of it, but it's still, I still find it really interesting. Uh, for a month, you're asking people to either give up their single car or one of their two cars and do a combination of public transport, rideshare, uh, walking, e-bikes, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and, but you're also giving people $1,300 towards the costs of those things. Exactly. So I guess in, uh, you know, for giving up the car for this, uh, this period, um, for four weeks in total, they're giving a, essentially like a, a mobility budget. And this is something that people are trying to work on all across the world, um, places like Germany. They're trying to come up with a fixed price for transport. And that's not for your car. That's for transport options like public transport or um, taxis or um, bikes or shared systems to see if it's actually better uh, to live this multimodal life than just using your car every day. So the participants are giving $1,300 of credits. And with that, they'll be able to access a range of options, including e-bikes, uh, rideshare, taxi, but also other sharing options like scooters and e-bikes. So that would mean that if you, if, if you work out that the $1,300 is enough, that would work yep. out at about a $40 a week saving on a car, for example, on owning a car. Roughly. Yeah, roughly that. I think, um, you know, this is just, uh, you know, the credits they need to replace the car trips. 
I think it's in the detail and out of this uh, research project, we'll actually see how, how much money people actually spend or need and if they even run out of money. But um, that's, that's the whole point of the trial, to see what people prefer, which transport options are they taking, and that's the challenge. These people are going to have to you know, change their habits, wake up in the morning for their first trip to work and think, okay, what's my other options? How else am I going to get in today? And how and you know and what's it going to cost me and how do I you know organise it do I do it on my phone or do I have to walk down to the local train station? Yep, um, Pat has sent us a text, Benjamin, saying uh, it won't happen here. Here, Perth's a car city. End of story. I lived in Tokyo for four years, for example. There, you don't need a car. The subway is everywhere and superb. Can't compare it to here, says Pat. Now I know Benjamin that you spent. 12 years living in Europe and of course the using cars for transport in Europe is not the most common is it no it's not and uh, we're not expecting this to all change overnight you know um, what he's referring to is, is big infrastructure um, projects and that just you know takes a lot of money and time but still even with like the customers that we have here in um, where my company uh, operates um, we have a lot of people who live you know 15 20 kilometers out of the city center and they're looking at trips that they're doing, which are relatively close. And now they're not selling their car. They're just having a look and saying, oh, the grocery store, um, dropping kids off at primary school, uh, piano lessons, it's only a few kilometres away. So why take all that effort in getting the kids in the car? What are the other options I have? And a lot of people, we see this in Europe and in Asia as well, a lot of people are turning to e-bikes for these types of trips because it's quick, it's efficient, and it's a hell of a lot uh, cheaper than jumping in the car. And it's easier than a... A real bike, uh, in inverted commas. <laughs> like what? Exactly. Well, have a think about it. If you've got to put your two little ones on the back and pick up all the grocery on the way back, it's nice to have a little bit of support. And that's where e-bikes have really come into their own and making a huge difference across the world, actually. Yeah. Uh, um, look, I, I, I don't doubt it. But not everybody feels comfortable riding a bike on the roads when there's a lot of cars. I, I know we're getting better with bike pa- paths around Australia, but there yep. are still a lot of areas where people really don't feel safe on any kind of bike. Absolutely. So we see um, really interesting trends when, um, especially when the, the, the average speed on certain residential streets is still high, um, that people are very um, cautious, especially, you know, with kids on the back or um, just in general getting on those streets with the cars going past. So we do see where they do have lower speed limits, but it's much more popular and even better, you know, bike infrastructure, which we've seen a lot of spend, does make a big difference. The other one is is just getting to know other cyclists or getting to know other people who ride bikes. That makes mm. a huge difference. And we see that over in Europe as well, that drivers are just generally more aware of riders because they're riders themselves. So it's an interesting um, experiment that we're going to have uh, with these 50 participants to see how their, you know, how their thoughts also change and how they see other people, so uh, pedestrians or people who travel by other means. Well, I'd be really interested in catching up with you or one of the others uh, at the end of this um, one-month program to see what the results were. Yeah, exactly. So all of the um, experiences, and that's not just how much it cost and how quick it was, but all the health benefits are going to be shared uh, with industry and local government. So be more than willing to jump online again and chat about how it went. Yeah, look forward to it. Um, Benjamin, thanks for your time this afternoon. Thanks, Joe. Benjamin Carr there, Transport. Ex, uh, expert and founder of a e-bike place, Lug and Carry. I just wondered if you'd ever, you know, change, swap a car for an, an e-bike, whether you used an e-bike, whether or not you think it's even viable. Um, 
you know, a David says, I'll never give up my cars because I'm a car enthusiast. And to me, they aren't just appliances to get from A to B. I go for a drive for pleasure. Let the woke chase something else. Uh, David, um, thank you for that. Uh, I don't know if it's woke. I think it's just trying to look at different ways, different ways of doing things. Hello, Stuart. Yeah, good afternoon. I think he's just promoting his own product. I can't see anybody going to Coles or Woolies and lugging four or five bags of groceries on an e-bike or packing three kids in a car on an e-bike to go to any piano lessons. He's just in a different world. Obviously, I come from the UK, and uh, the people I know all use cars. There's no e-bikes or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the public transport over there is on strike at the moment. So, you know, he's, he's, he's living in a fantasy world again. Yeah, fair enough, Stuart. I mean, look, I must admit, when a supermarket was built in my suburb nearby, I now find that I walk to the supermarket quite often, not when it's 38 degrees outside, I'll be honest, but I'll walk down, get a few things from the supermarket, whereas I used to always drive. So, you know, it's good. Um, Clyde says on the text line, we sold our second car a year ago and with a bit of adjusting and planning, we don't miss it. More cycling, more walking and public transport. Fortunately, we live centrally with lots of public transport and cycle paths. And Clyde, I think that's the that's the thing. I, I live in within walking distance of two train stations and a major road where I can get a bus. So getting public transport for me is easy. It's not it's but Perth's public transport is not set up very well for people who live further out. Uh, Andrew in Secret Harbour says, Hi, Joe. You think with the amount of great weather in Perth, they would make the road safer for low-powered motorcycles, 125cc, have a lane just for bikes and scooters. Interesting idea, Andrew. Love to know if you'd forego your car and use public transport or bikes or scooters or walk, walk more. Or have you already gone carless or reduced like Clyde to one car? Love to hear your views. One double three eight eighty two.